You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, knockouts and three counts is the podcast, baby. Make sure that's the one you check out, because buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby. This is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just let me know. You need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. And you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, though, everybody? This is Kyle, and you are listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And as you can see, if you've been paying attention to our social media, we've got quite the guest for you, along with our Evolve 147 preview. So before I get to our special guest, Devin, why don't you throw out your social media real quick? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Devin the Six Three. That's D E V I N T H E Six Three. You can find me on Instagram at All Steak No Sizzle. That's one word. Uh, make sure you check out the Reality Era News Group on Facebook, and uh, hopefully, um, yeah, we're all uh, alive after you know the coronavirus gets us all. Not very, <laughs> not funny when all three of us that are involved in this show tonight are all going to be in Florida, <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. I don't know if you heard, but there's supposed to be a, a meeting Thursday about major events in Tampa with the city of Tampa and the mayor. So we'll see. Well, you stop spreading that bad juju. Uh, you can find me at Detroit Knockout Detroit N O K O U T. And don't worry about Devin's negative ass. You ain't going to find all that stuff on my Twitter. You can <laughs> you can follow the show at KO3CPod, at KO3CPod on Twitter and Instagram and KO3CPod.com. Without any further of ado, if you've been paying attention, you know Evolve 147 is going to be this Saturday. Livonia, Knights of Columbus, and on the line with us, we've got Kurt Stallion. How you doing, brother man? I'm fine. How about you? <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> Hey man, I can't complain. It's uh, it's above fifty degrees in Michigan, and it was sixty on Sunday, so I'm not bitching. <laughs> it's seventy-five here. Yeah, well, y'all, fuck all, fuck Texas. Eighty-one degrees, brother. What you know about that? Fuck Texas. All right, That's you fine. you came from Michigan, you damn transport. <laughs> uh. Well, without, let everybody know where they can find you on social media first and foremost. Just. Type in Kurt Stallion and I'll pop up. And if you can't find it, then I don't want you to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Like we were saying in the beginning of the show, you know, this weekend you've got Evolve 147 that's going down Livonia Nights at Columbus. Um, first of all, man, you had quite the you had quite the performance on the Evolve 10th anniversary special. Um, we did a show to help promote that, and you had quite the match. But last time we were here in Michigan, so first of all. How do you feel about being back here in Michigan? What do you think of Livonia crowd? I I really enjoyed. I'd never really wrestled there before. I went to Evolve and going there, getting to do that uh, to see how that crowd was and know how to work with them because every crowd's different. And so the first time I went there, I felt like I could have done better because I didn't gauge how the crowd was. And ever since then, I learned from that and have been trying to do my best by you guys essentially you know what i mean but i think i'm pretty damn good at this pro wrestling thing 
Devin, what do you got? I know you got plenty for our guest tonight. Well, like, like uh, Kyle said, we've seen you on the, the 10th anniversary show. We've seen you live in uh, Livonia. Um, and, and you've been killing it basically this past year. Um, with Evolve going through all the different changes that they've been going through, how how big of an opportunity has it been for you this past year to, to you know, get more shine with basically all, all the changes that's been happening there? Uh I don't know. I, I'm just fortunate that Gabe likes me, I guess, because he's heard the stories and seen the work that I've put in essentially. And it's starting to pay off in terms of the bookings and the opportunities I am getting. Like he called me, I didn't call it both. So, and I chose to go there over other places because I know where I want to end up and evolve is uh, like right there at the front door of that, you know what I mean? So, sounds to me like somebody's looking to get in the WWE eventually. Yeah, that's the like end all be all. What, Kyle, you there? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I was just fixing some stuff on the text, technical end, man. I was down talking to our producer friend down at the end. My bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad, dog. <laughs> You're all good. I was just running some stuff on the board real quick. But, yeah, man, I um, I got to see the first stuff I saw out of your work for me was um some of the stuff back when Matt Riddle was still running around uh, Evolve. So my question yeah. for you would be how much of an influence was Matt on you? And, uh, you know, what are your thoughts now with seeing him come back a little bit since he's gone to NXT? And is NXT the next spot for you? Uh, or well, I should say, I your hope goal. NXT is the next spot for me, and I would call Riddle more of a motivator rather than an influencer because I already had my influences at the time. But prior to meeting him, he's just one of my best friends in wrestling. If anything, we it just happens to be that we're similar in a lot of ways. But uh, he his. Him, watching him go from where he was to where he is is very motivating for me in terms of what I can potentially end up doing. So, yeah, I'm just lucky that we're friends, essentially. He's been a big help. So do you think, you know, now, like, you know, the first few times we saw guys from NXT come up for these Evolve shows and things like that, um, what does that do for guys like you who are still, you know, in Evolve and kind of moving up to that, you know, that next tier for Evolve? You know, what does that do for you guys that they're bringing in all this NXT talent for you guys to go against? Does that, like, excite you for the, you know, the new influx of uh, competition? Do you think it gives you a gauge for, you know, what things you need to work on? Like, what are your thoughts on uh, getting to tangle up with uh, some of these guys you're seeing on TV? It's really cool. It's a big opportunity for me because at the end of the day, they're going to go back to class where Mr. Shawn Michaels is running and they're going to have to watch their matches from Evolve and who's he going to see on the TV? None other than me. So that's a big deal. Uh, and I know that they do that stuff all the time. Uh, I, I keep getting distracted by other things and going on around me. Sorry. But anyways, Gabe has told me a lot of cool stuff that I probably shouldn't repeat over the phone, but it's looking good for old Curtis Stallone so far. <laughs> hey, man, 
that's all good to hear, man. Because uh, it's funny you say that because we were just at um, we were just at NXT when they were here in Detroit uh, this past Saturday, and another past guest of our show, who I know you've also mixed it up with, Austin Theory, was up there. So if they're giving you that kind of vibe, man, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be surprised that it's too long for you before you're up there with uh, Josh Briggs looking at that title. Man, that's. <laughs> That that's what I'm gunning for and evolve is when I win that belt, then it's like all eyes are on me and I, I I get to show that I can carry a company, yada yada. And I'll do that through sheer work ethic, brother, because that's all I got at the end of the day. <laughs> hey man, if you've got that though, that'll take you far though. So let me ask you that, you know, with you being, you know, not small by any means, but small compared to some of uh you know, some of the other guys like a Josh Briggs and a lot of the big muscle heads that you see around in wrestling, you know, what a... Mm-hmm. I've seen you in everything from, you know, the hardcore matches to regular stuff. For somebody that's new to Kurt Stallion, you know, describe your style a little bit and, like, what is your favorite style of wrestling? Do you like, you know, matches where there's more of a story told? Do you like more of the hardcore stuff? Do you like, you know, some of the flip-flop and fly? Like, what what does it for you? I like storytelling. I like psychology. I like shit to make sense. I like there to be reasons for things being done. I don't like sporadic bullshit. I don't like constant fucking flips and constant getting hit in the head with shit and bleeding unnecessarily. There's a time and a place. I'm super adamant and all that. And I think that's what a lot of people are. I think that's where one of my biggest respect aspects comes from from the boys is how serious i take putting a match together and i'm the first guy to be like no that's a stupid idea or no i don't want to do that rather than yeah we can make that work like no if it's fucking stupid it's not gonna happen not when you're wrestling me because i want people to leave the building at the end of the day and be like god damn was that cursed stallion match like they were really out there beating the shit out of each other or they were really hot at each other or like you know there, there's got to be stories to shit anyways uh, what was the question? Because I just started rambling. What'd you say? Uh, what was the I question? No, no. My question was, you know, like what? What's your what? But my question, you basically answered it in a roundabout way. But I was saying, like, what? What's your favorite way to wrestle? Do you like the hardcore stuff? Do you like something where there's being a big story told, or like what? How yeah. would you describe your style to someone who's never watched you before? I'm a, I'm I'm as Eddie Kingston would say I'm a storyteller, but I'm also uh, very strike oriented. Uh, but I've got the the hidden power apparently is what they like to say on commentary. Like I've got the the super Cena stallion strength that just comes out of nowhere. And uh, what was another key point I was going to make? Oh yeah, ninety percent of the guys that y'all watch have never been in a fight in their life and i've been in so many fucking fights in my life it's ridiculous so i think i've got that uh edge over a lot of people that try to fake it you know what i mean fake it till you make it but i just i can channel that feeling of when i was in fights and just like portray it for some reason so that helps (laughs) (laughs) dev what do you got man well, so is there anybody in Evolve right now that you're you're gunning for that you're looking to to Josh tangle Briggs. with? Josh Briggs. Well, every yeah. single time, whoever's got that belt, I don't care if like one of the chicks ends up having the belt. I'll be gunning for her. like whoever's got that belt. Hey man, that's where it needs to be. Like 
you know, you see so much with uh, you see so much in wrestling right now with uh, different feuds and things like that. You know, that have nothing around the belt. Like to me, man, that was always the thing with wrestling. I feel like the title should always be like that center point. You know, when you mentioned Josh yeah. Briggs, who is a past guest of the show as well, um, how do you feel? What are your thoughts on a potential matchup with him? You know, he's obviously got the size, but I'm pretty sure you might be able to take him in the speed uh, the speed category. How do you see that match playing out, and what uh, challenges do you see that Josh Briggs presents for you? Well, I've wrestled him twice already in singles matches, once at Beyond and once at Evolve, and mm-hmm. he's beat me both times. So, brother, <laughs> I still haven't figured that game plan quite out yet, but we're getting there. Third time's a charm, and if it's not four times, certainly will be. You know, we'll just keep going until the charm turns into a win, brother. But hey, I, I can't hate on it. Yeah, I, I, I'm. My sights are set on JD Drake next, though. That dude, we got into it in that triple threat match, and I want more. So, yeah. I, I want a one on one with that dude. So Devin, I don't happen. I don't know about you, Devin, but uh, I see that match just being a fucking scrap. Like, I don't. There ain't nothing going to be scientific about that. I feel like between the two of you, I feel like that's just going to be a scrap. If you watch the the triple threat match at the very end, I slapped him and I said, "Look at me, bitch!" And then he <laughs> slapped me back, and then I got so mad because it hurt my jaw. Like, shoot just hurt real bad that I just shot up and I started punching him in the face like legitimate punches and then he puts me in the corner and he started hitting me so I started hitting him again like just shoot punching each other he threw me out he punched me in the jaw and I was like all right we're just gonna go back into work and and he just fucking ended my life just tight <laughs> that's the kind of matches I like that's the kind of feeling I like like that's what I want more of like Shibata is my fucking hero so like him and randy orton if they made a baby somehow oh good god (laughs) okay so since you brought up orton being an influence for you what are your thoughts on this whole deal with them trying to bring uh rated rko against each other at mania that's tight i like it i I was hooked whenever i saw them like looking like they were gonna team up and then orton fucked it and i was like shit Because that's the kind of shit that I grew up loving about that dude. Randy Orton's why I'm a wrestler. Like, I just I idolized that dude growing up. Like, no father figure in my life. I grew up with my grandma. Randy Orton was, like, the big brother I never had that I was just would watch every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, at DVDs, games, everything. Like, Orton was the man. My first favorite wrestler was Chris Benoit, but whenever Orton beat him at SummerSlam 2004 for the World Heavyweight title, I was like, oh, Orton's my favorite now, and it never stopped. Hey, man, Orton is a damn good person for you to be, you know, watching after, especially if, you know, your goal was to become a wrestler because, I mean, that guy, if he was going to make a wrestler, I mean, I know you've heard everybody in their mom say that, but, I mean, the dude's a big bitch. He's got the pedigree behind it. I mean, that's a hell of a good pick. So you said Orton and Shibata. So would you be? Would you say you were more influenced by the Japanese style and American style? Like what? What was your favorite? What was your absolute favorite to watch growing up as a kid? Or was it just straight Orton? It was straight Orton. Like well, it was WWE in general. Like I watched little bits of TNA back when when it was on FS1, and then I saw like constant episodes of CMLL and AAA because I'm from West Texas, and like that's just all they played all the time and 
anyways, uh, I liked Orton because of the storytelling aspect, how good he is at doing the little things. And then I like Shibata to just fucking ruthless beat the shit out of your ass. Hey, man. <laughs> and then I got to train with Shibata and I realized it was all legit. And I was like, all right. So tell me about that. What's that Wait, like for you, you man? Train with Shibata? Yeah. Man, you, you like got to tell us about that. Yeah, Shibata is one of my favorites, man. Yeah, we train for like 12 hours a day, fucking five days a week. Uh, back in March, it was like March 25th to the 30th of 2018. Now, was this was in the, the States or in Japan? Go. No, no, no. It was, I was the first the, in the first class of the LA Dojo. Okay, cool. Okay, that makes sense. I was gonna say because damn, you only went you went all the way to Japan. And we're only out for five days. I was like, shit. I figured you'd have been on like a couple week deal for that. But so for you being you know a huge Shibata guy, like what what would you say are the big differences you see training with a guy like Shibata versus you know maybe some of the stuff you learned uh, elsewhere in the states? Well, Shibata is just all about like shoot grappling, like jujitsu wrestling, and uh if you slap your leg you, you have to do a hundred squats per leg slap like he, isn't, he ain't about this shit and it's a lot of conditioning it, it's the most intense thing i've ever done in my entire life like honestly in terms of like pushing my body it was the most intense thing i've ever done ever did you uh could we- go ahead dev well could we see you do a tour in japan anytime soon uh, that'd be tight. I'm allowed to do anything. It'll, like my evolve contract, as long as I can do anything international, as long as it's not being televised, essentially. And then, uh, like I'm allowed to do DDT, Dragon Gate, fucking, uh, whatever, all the Japanese stuff. I'm just super distracted right now. It's pissing me off. It's not y'all's fault though. <laughs> People are bothering me. So. If you're so, you said you're allowed to do everything Japanese wise. You know, did you watch uh, Bloodsport at all? And what are your thoughts on uh, something like that? Yeah, my favorite match was Suzuki and fucking, uh, or no, my favorite match was Gage and Killer Cross from the recent Bloodsport, yeah, right? Wasn't yep. that one on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Just because of the the like fire and that was just so good. But yeah, blood sports cool. Like I feel like I would make it a lot more interesting than a lot of those matches because I'd really punch people in the face and be like, "Come on, punch me back." <laughs> now, is that something that you would be able to do, or is that a no because it'd be televised? I don't know. Uh, I think it's if it's like on IWTV, it's fine. I can do that stuff. But if it's like like a Ring of Honor pay per view or something like that, where it's got its own like pay per view thing, I probably can't do it. Do you watch MMA at all, and have you trained at all in like jujitsu and MMA other than your stuff with Shibata? No, I've, I've trained with Kyle O'Reilly a lot back whenever he used to live in nice. uh, St. Louis before he signed to WWE. Like I used to drive him and ACH and Elgin to Ring of Honor shows all the time, and Kyle would always go into the dojo and like train with me and Paco and whoever else would show up and just teach us a bunch of cool like MMA stuff. But other than that, no. So can you tell us a little bit about how you found your way to Evolve? You know, like a lot, I've seen a lot of your stuff since you've been in Evolve, but Evolve is 
you know, really the first place that I got to see you. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got to evolve? Was it Gabe who spotted you or, you know, you know, like what was the process in you getting to evolve? I did a camp in 2016 WrestleMania week and I got real jacked and tan. Like I gained like 20 pounds and Gabe was just like, you're a six out of 10 at best. And I remember for like a week, I was like, damn, all disgruntled, but it didn't like stop me from pursuing wrestling. So I started doing ring of honor and then ring of honor invited me to be in the top prospect tournament in 2017. I did all that. I did a bunch of ROH stuff until about mid 2018. And then, uh, from there it was just kind of like just wrestling around essentially AAW in Chicago was like my home base. And then finally about December, 2018, Gabe messaged me out of nowhere on Facebook on my profile or on my personal profile and was just like, Hey, people from past and present keep bringing you up saying I should give you a shot. So if you get yourself to New York, we'll give you two dates. And I was like, all right, I got myself to New York wrestled. And he goes, Hey, uh, like you killed it and everything, but Sal wants to see if it was a fluke. So if you get yourself back to New York, which he pretty much like <laughs> Carney worked me into getting my own way up there twice in a row. He's like, we'll give you another couple shots. I did it again, killed it, stole the show fucking both weekends. I was there and Gabe's like, well, fuck you want to sign this contract. And then whenever that was offered to me, I got hit up by so many other different people that I'm not allowed to speak about. And I turned them all down so that I could go to evolve so that I could potentially possibly, hopefully go to NXT. Hey man, that I love hearing stuff like that because so many of the guys that we've gotten to have on, you know, since started, you know, interviewing guys for involved, like it's just dope to hear these stories and see how much you guys had to grind just even to get to there, let alone, you know, making it to the WWE and stuff like that, man. So like, Hey, props to you for sticking with it. Dude. Uh, I've, I've logged a lot of miles. Would you believe me if I told you I've put over 500,000 miles since I started wrestling? Oh, I definitely would because like so <laughs> yeah. you said 500,000 and you said that since 2016. No, no, no. I started wrestling oh, the, yeah. in 2013. Right, right. I got my and dates I started mixed up. really traveling in 2014. So a little less than a hundred. Uh-oh. Are we good? Kurt, you there? Did we, did we lose him? Yeah, it looks like it. Oh. Man, we, we was just starting to get into the good I stuff. I know. <laughs> but, you um, good? Well, I guess while we're trying to get him back on, on the line, man, you got the card for uh, Evolve. Hey, Kurt, hold on, Dev. Hold on, Dev. Kurt, are you good? Oh, hold on. All right. Uh, Dev, I'm going to pull up the card real quick and try to get uh, Kurt back on. Uh, pull up the card real quick. I got a. Uh, so what we've got on so far is we've got uh, a grudge match. You got uh, JD Drake versus Brennan Vink. You've got Josh Briggs versus AR Fox for the Evolve title. You've got Jake Atlas versus Leon Ruff. You've got Stephen Wolf versus Harlem Bravado in a no DQ match. You've got Denzel Dejanet and Avery Taylor versus Anthony Green and Brandy Lauren. Hello. Yo, Kurt, we got you back. Okay, good. I. Fucking was tripping out. Was no, because she kept saying me. she's like pointing. He's like he's in here. I'm like I don't know. I can't hear anything. 
I even I tried calling back and I didn't an answer and I was like, Mo, no, because that's never that's fucking like not professional. I don't want to be that guy. You hey, dude, I mean? we <laughs> appreciate it. We appreciate it because we've had plenty. Of, we've had plenty of that kind of stuff. <laughs> all right, so we were just getting into while we were getting all our technical stuff uh, down the way. You know, before we got off, you know, we were talking about how you got into Evolve, and you know, you were talking about five hundred thousand miles since what two thousand fourteen, so six years. Yeah, well, I moved to St. Louis in January 2015, so technically, right past five years. So, for you, what was what was like? I, everybody's got that one turnout turnaround where they think every feel like everything started to click or where things started to take off. Like, what was it for you? Was it before Evolve, or was it any one thing in particular you can pick out that you feel like kind of was your springboard? Hmm. Every time I'd wrestle like a name, they would always like pretty much tell me I had it. They were just like, you got it, kid. Like, you just, you get it, blah, blah, blah. So I was always kind of in that mindset of just like, like, okay, I get it, but what's it going to take? What's it going to take? And then finally I wrestled Silas Young for the, uh, when he was television champion at Ring of Honor in San Antonio. And after the match, like, I did so good that they put a spotlight down on me. And the whole crowd, like, the ref was yelling, stand up, this is your moment, bow. Like, the whole crowd was, like, standing up and, like, clapping for me and stuff. And they told me whenever I got to the back, like, Silas shook my hand and stuff as a heel. Like, he never does that kind of stuff. And it was tight. When I went to the back, he goes, I know you've been hearing that you got it for years and this and that, but he goes, now it's your time to capitalize on it. Ride this wave and yada, yada, and good things are going to come to you. And then I just kept fucking wrestling. Essentially. I don't know if I changed anything at all. I just kept doing what I've been doing. And then Gabe hit me up and then it's just been fucking Gabe pulled me to the side the other day. He goes, look, dude, I know you're a psycho and a fucking genius, but just chill out. <laughs> and it was his way of it was his way because i wasn't doing anything at all i was standing against the wall looking at my phone and it was his way of just like letting me know like pretty much i'll punch him in the face if i don't like something that he's doing <laughs> i've already told him a thousand times like look dude like i'm not somebody i told him one time because he was he was yelling at somebody and after he got through yelling i put my arm around him i was like you know if you ever talk to me like that i'm gonna put you against the wall by your throat and he just looked at me like crossways and i was just like i'm not playing and i smiled at him (laughs) and walked off i wish if man ask me about it in public i'm not going to tell you on the radio but ask me about (laughs) when i signed my contract how i pretty much established like this is what you're getting well, if you get into whenever you get into Michigan come uh Saturday, I've got your number. We'll have to get a drink afterwards. I got to hear this story. Hell yeah, you <laughs> hey dude, I'm not kidding. We'll link up after the show. I got to hear this one. <laughs> yep. If we're not getting in the van and driving to the next fucking town for sure, cuz usually we do that. So Oh, trust me. We know like, we we know at this point cuz we were it was funny the last time you guys were here, we were just getting ready to uh interview uh natalia markova while we were there we were going to do like a little on-site piece and then like right as we were getting ready to go she's like oh shit i gotta catch the van i was like never mind <laughs> just, go, well, just, <laughs> just go do your thing man not even mad at you 
<laughs> Dev, so what do you got? Matt, so you kind of mentioned that you kind of got your start or you kind of got on their radar uh, Mania weekend. So Mania is coming up really soon. Hopefully everything uh, is still going on down there. But uh, first, first, what are your plans? You have any plans for Mania Week this year? And if if not, what do you want to be doing this this uh, Mania Week? Everything that I could possibly ever want to do, I'm going to be doing this year, and that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm guessing we have to keep an eye on your social media to find out exactly what your plans are. Pretty much. I mean, I'm. It's going to be cool. <laughs> hey, dude, we're all going to be – so we told you Devin's in Texas, but Devin's going to be with me in Tampa. I say we all three got to link up at some point during Mania weekend. Yeah, for sure. I'll be fucking twisted every goddamn chance I get probably, so it's <laughs> Hey, dude, look, we're looking to have a damn good time our damn selves, so uh, we might have to uh, – we already had to have – oh, my God. So when we're done with this, you'll see the link uh, for the YouTube video. Do yourself a favor if you need a laugh tonight and go look and see what happened when we took our hand at uh, uh, karaoke because Devin was moving to Texas. Uh. <laughs> You've got a six foot six black dude and my five foot six ass singing Creed, uh, my sacrifice. Oh and my they. God. I'm six four, sir. I'm six four. Excuse, excuse me, sir. Hot damn. Don't wanna don't wanna sacrifice the inch. <laughs> don't wanna sacrifice the inch. I don't want no smoke, man. And you don't want no smoke in your home either. If you need a new home Uh-oh. because of some bullshit, you need to check out the homies at Stransky and Company Realty. Stransky and Company is the top producing real estate team that specializes in individual strategy, over the top service, and continued success for their clients. They're the real estate easy button, and if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, call them at 248-563-9449 or email them at administranskyandcompany.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. All the links can also be found at our website at ko3cpod.com. And like I said, man, these guys are the homies. We're not just saying it because they're our buddies. If you need a house, check these guys out. Good job, Kyle. Good, Good job. You know, I had to I had to fit it in there somewhere, and I was like, instead of looking for the house the house segue, man, I, I had to brush up since uh, Tony's over here trying to compare me to Conrad and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so yeah. funny because when you actually meet the guy in person, like you see him all hyped up when you're listening to these podcasts, dude. <laughs> Just total like mellow chill, like none of that. Like when we went to go work at Starcast, dude, like you wouldn't have known you wouldn't have known unless you knew. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so uh i got a quick question and um uh, try to figure out how i can ease this in here oh shit um here we you, go you kind of kind of mentioned before that you you've uh trained with hch so oh. <laughs> we don't have to get get really get into the whole controversy that he had but can you tell us a little bit about hch yeah he's i lived with that dude for like a year like he was uh, I don't know how to explain it, man. Like, I got to see him the other day, and I was like, "Well, dude, you've had enough time to think about what you did wrong. Now, let me tell you how I feel about your situation." And I just kind of vented to him and told him where he was right and where he was wrong. And for the most part, he's in agreement. Like, he's not like I don't know. It's 
it's not my place to talk about it, but he knows that I don't give a fuck and I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about with no disrespect intended. So lucky you, but he, I think that he just felt the pressure from his old ROH days whenever everybody was mean as fuck to him because he was just a annoying fucking ADHD bastard just loud obnoxious all the time but a great wrestler superior athlete and uh his biggest bully i think was kevin steen and i think the first time he ran into that dude like he was already fucking with him essentially and albert just kind of like that was the breaking point maybe because there's apparently with these guys going in there, all my buddies, there's a lot of pressure on them and it's not just from the up higher ups, but it's from everybody in particular because everybody wants that TV spot. And a lot of them are shit like legitimate. It's like a, a drama, like, uh, or a, some little Disney show where you've got the shitheads that are like talking behind your back and like pretend to be your friend up to your face and stuff. And then the people that will go to the office and be like, well, so-and-so was smoking a joint and I think he should be reprimanded and like stuff like that goes on. And so everybody's walking on eggshells and I told Albert, I was like, just do what I would do if I was there. Just don't give a fuck and threaten to kill people and punch them in the face until it either gets you fired or a push. <laughs> so, but what do I know? And he, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's, totally fine in his headspace he's the exact same person he's always been there was a point yes he was not but right now he's totally 100 percent cool and realizes that he fucking dropped the ball and shit happens and all you can do i told him now he's in in the bret hart CM punk grace period where he's just got to give it time if he ever wants to go back which because they they always take people back it doesn't matter what the fuck you did you can call triple h a racist or fucking say whatever the fuck you want but at the end of the day it's about making money and that fool goes out there and builds his name with some other company or just stays on the indies and gets like a really good reputation of just being fucking consistently badass all the time and a draw then yeah i'm sure they'll take him back but it's not going to happen in two weeks you know what i mean right well is he still wrestling because i remember in january he was supposed to be make his comeback with mlw here in dallas and i actually was getting ready to go to that show but uh, I'm not sure what happened. Well, yeah, well, he quit. <laughs> so yeah, is he still he's, wrestling? Yeah, he's just being a pussy. Like that's all it is. He's just being a fucking pussy, and that's what I told him already. So I don't feel any guilt or shame saying that on here because I've said it to his face. But uh, it's, it's just the world don't owe you shit. At the end of the day, don't expect nothing. Just keep fucking working. Don't keep your fucking mouth shut. Don't make stupid ass, dumb, emotional based decisions. And you should be fine. Some people don't have that ability, though. Yo, so go ahead. Let me just let me just say this, man. Um, I'm I'm glad you did that, man, because you got one thing that I've learned in life is that people are going to criticize you. People are going to have their opinions about whatever you do, whatever you say. But unless you're you're, you're getting that advice or that, that opinion from someone that's been there and done that with you that's in the same arena with you, you really shouldn't pay attention to it. So for, for you to, you know, tell him that, I think probably hit a lot harder. It actually meant something to him. So shout out to you I for being so. a good friend. 
Yeah, well, I've, I hope I'm not the only one that said that shit. I hope a lot of people have said that stuff, but I don't know. I didn't ask because I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted him to hear what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, so since we're talking about what you're thinking, Dev, I think now is as good a time as any to bring back a segment that's kind of gone a little bit on the wayside the last month or so. So uh, We're asking the question? Yes, it's, it, it's the wrestling question, bro. So we're going to get to the wrestling question. So we've got this segment that's kind of lost its way a little bit with all the traveling over to go to StarCast and all that other bullshit. So uh, we're going to ask you because I got a feeling you're going to have a pretty good answer. So we call this segment uh, Locker Room Etiquette. We've had everybody from Josh Briggs to Congo Kong and everybody in between give their thoughts. We've heard everything from Wash Your Balls to Keep Your Baby Mama out the locker room to, uh, let's see, what are some other ones, Dev? I'm Bring your own wrist tape. Bring your own squirt bottle. All kinds of bullshit. Um, for you, what's one of your biggest pet peeves as far as it goes to just being in the locker room, whether that's something a do or don't, you know, like what's one of your big pet peeves for the locker room? If you have a problem with somebody, fight them. Just do it in the locker room. Don't be a fucking shit talker, politicker. Just fucking fight. Get it out of your system and get over it. I hate that shit. I, I fucking love it, dude. <laughs> I, I hate people that are just fucking lollygagging around tiptoeing because they're fucking upset about something or they're huffing and puffing. I'm just, even if I have nothing to do with it, when I see that shit, I just want to slap the fuck out of those people. But yeah. That's that's my biggest pet peeve in locker rooms. <laughs> Dev, you know, you're the one always calling me the hothead. I feel like the potential link up between me, you, and Kurt Staley and the two of us drinking could be a funny fucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Kurt Stallion is your spirit animal because both of you just want to stop people. Hey, so all the time and <laughs> do I need to at least be fair and let him know where the story comes from? I feel like it makes for a good story. <laughs> so sure. I have sure, to, I'll, I'll let you know just since he's going to try to throw me under the bus. Like, so we were, uh, at one of his, uh, we were at one of his, uh, victory parties and there's a little commotion going on outside the bar. Well, I happen to see miles walking towards said situation and I'm like, and I look outside and I see our buddy hot hands, like right up in the middle of it. And I'm like, well, hell no. I can't let him get swung on. So Devin and I are in mid-conversation, uh, and I bolted out the door. And, uh, again, there's a big size difference between me and Devin. I went right up in the middle and was right up in the middle of everybody. The next thing you know, fucking Devin's picking me up and carrying me away, trying to make sure that Miles is good and all this shit. It all because two girls started fighting and some dude started running his mouth and got knocked clean the fuck out. Like you saw two groups of people walk towards each other and one group fell like dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So ever since then, he he swears that I'm not allowed to go out to parties and shit like that because he swears I'm a hothead. But I mean, hey, uh, but you are. <laughs> Is it a hothead though? If you were trying to back up your buddy, though, that's the question. Hey, Man. look, hey, look! I, I just my big brother instincts kicked in. It's like, let me get him the hell out of here. Before your big brother happens, instincts so. and the fact that you're like a grizzly bear wasn't like I was going to go anywhere <laughs> short of kicking you in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> so as we get into evolve 147 this weekend obviously like we mentioned at the top of the show it's going to be saturday livonia michigan uh knights of columbus is there any matches 
else on the card. So obviously the main one we know you're looking at is going to be Josh Briggs versus AR Fox for the title. And we now that you, we know that you want your shot at JD Drake, I'm assuming the match between him and uh, Brendan Vink is going to be another one that you're looking forward to. Are there any other matches that are on this card that you would tell people to look out for? Uh, Jake Atlas and Leon Ruff will be tight. Okay, so what is? Tell me about it. What is it about that match that's got you that hype? It's going to be one of them high flying, ridiculous, flippy matches. But these guys know how to make it make sense not just going to be for nothing. So I like that kind of shit. Hey man, I'm all with Detroit, it. Detroit's only on rough. Man. I was good. I was just going to get to that. I was going to ask you. So did you see the DDT that he took off the apron when him and uh uh dude were on uh, NXT about a month ago? Yeah, he's a madman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I called Devin and I was like, dude, Leon Ruff might have just died on TV on his first time on anything. <laughs> <laughs> For real, dude, I watched that shit and we were going to have Aja was supposed to come on the show and then she had gotten sick like the day that we were going to come on and we were talking about it. And I'm like, dude, so uh, what we were thought she was like, I fucking hated it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that shit's that shit's pretty funny to me. But hey. I think that that's going to be a good match. Another one that I'm looking forward to is uh, other past guests of the show, uh, Stephen Wolf versus Harlan Bravado. You got a no DQ match. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of flippy shit in that one, but uh, that one, I think that one could be a problem. What about you, Deb? You got uh, anything else you're looking forward to? Well, um, I, I got a little bit of inside information. I'm not sure if uh, she's actually going to be on the show, but. Uh, past guest of the show and the young lady that got her start in the Detroit area and is in Tampa training right now. This Alex Sky will be in town. Like I said, I'm not. She's not sure if she's actually going to be on the show or not. She's hoping so, but um, yeah, I, I, I had a little correspondence with her earlier today, and she said she will be at the show. So, hey man, I've been be seeing her getting her shot, her dude. It'll be good to see her doing her thing. She's been down there at uh, the Team 3D Academy and all that good stuff. So. When I talked to Bonjour about putting up this interview with you, Kurt, we didn't know quite uh, what you had in store for this Saturday. So from what I'm reading on the match card, it says it's going to be you and Colby Carino versus besties in the world. Is that what we're going with this Saturday? Yes, sir. So tell me about that. What are your thoughts on teaming with Colby Carino for this? And uh, what are your thoughts about your match with besties in the world? I've always liked Colby. I met him in 2015. When I first moved up to St. Louis and started riding with Elgin to the ROH shows, Colby was one of the first people I met. And we've always just kind of clicked, just buddies in general. Uh, we like to play Pokemon together. So uh, I think it'll be a cool, fun. I've wrestled the bestie so many fucking times uh, with Jake Something as my tag partner. Another past but, guest of the show. You got history with a lot of guys on our show, man. <laughs> Yeah, brother. And then, yeah, so it'll be fun, me and Colby. So. Wait, wait, wait. Did, you, did I just hear you say you play Pokemon? Oh, yeah, dude, shit. I get put down. So, okay, here's the question. You start the game, you got your choice of your three Pokemon. Which one do you choose? Charmander, Squirtle, or uh, Bulbasaur? Uh, as a kid, I would have picked Charmander, but now I'd pick. Bulbasaur. Really? Yeah, I was I was, I was a Charmander guy myself too. I never knew you were even into Pokemon, Dev. 
Hey, hey, look, being a black nerd only got cool about five years ago, and I had to keep that to myself. <laughs> I have no, I have no comment for that shit. I have no, I have no comment. What the fuck? <laughs> you win, ding ding, point for Devin. Um, so about <laughs> with this match, you know, we know that there was the whole thing with Colby Carino and the unwanted and all that stuff with Joe Joe Gacy and Eddie Kingston. You know, do you see any? You know. Do you worry about any type of blowback with them? And uh, are there any real problems that you see that besties in the world will uh, present to you guys? I honestly forgot that he's feuding with like Joe Gacy right now. So that son of a bitch could go in there and cost us a win. And the besties in general just have some of the best chemistry of tag team wrestling today. So that could be a problem. But I'm just gonna hit them really hard and hope it screws up their brains. Hey, so I'm gonna just throw this out there. I've tried to tell people this, and a few of our guests have finally started listening. So Uh-oh. if all else fails, man, all I'm gonna need you to do just kick him in the dick, bro. It works. Just kick him <laughs> in the dick, bro. Kick him in the dick. Just make sure the referee don't see it, and then hurry up, pull the Eddie Guerrero, pin him, get the fuck out, go to the next town. Smart. <laughs> Shit, it probably ain't gonna play out that way, but fuck it. It works sixty it works sixty percent of the time. <laughs> hey, it's funny as shit though, because I said that and then like literally we had like three of our guests won matches like in the one week all via kicking somebody in the dick. <laughs> and somebody yeah, commented on our uh somebody commented on our thing, it's like, oh, they're finally listening. And I said, shit, even some of them was in NWA, so clearly they're listening. <laughs> Kurt, man, I, I think you know what you're doing, man. Don't listen to him. You go with your own game plan, man. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I knew best. I just said if you needed an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to win by any cost. Didn't they say a W is a W? Facts. Hey, as long as you get to the better pay window, it's all right, man. But uh, we've kept you up for a pretty long time here, man. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you again and uh, let them know what they got to expect for Evolve 147 this weekend before we let you out of here. Uh, Evolve 147 is going to be me and Kobe Carino against the besties, and it's going to be some goddamn badass professional wrestling tag team style. And if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. If you're not, there's tons of other good shit on the card that you might be interested in. And if you're not a fan of professional wrestling, come out to the show anyways, because, well, what the fuck are you doing listening to this interview if you're not a fan of pro wrestling? Huh? <laughs> That's a question right there. I need an answer for it. Anyways, uh, you can find me on Google. Just Google Kurt Stallion and then go from there. That's the end. Google them, bitches. <laughs> hey man, that was that was probably one of the best uh, promos to get somebody to a show I've heard in quite a while, man. But hey, I know Devin won't be able to make it this Saturday, but I'll be there in uh, Livonia, Michigan. Like I said, we'll have to link up whether it's before the show or after. We'll link up at some point. Oh yeah. Well, man, we appreciate your time. You already know where we're rocking this Saturday. We're with you and Colby Carino, man. Let's hope you guys go get this W. And like I said, check out Evolve 147 this Saturday, Livonia, Knights of Columbus. Also check out past guests of the show, the Evolve World Champion, Josh Briggs, doing his thing in the main event. There's plenty of good shit you need to see on here, just as Kurt Stallion said, and who knows, man, somebody might be getting kicked in the dick. I mean, it could be a pretty fun Saturday night. 
<laughs> you, can't, you can't you can't do that sir you can't do that i just I did it's my shit <laughs> and since you're not in the studio who's gonna tell me no it's, it's your show man <laughs> hell yeah man well we appreciate your time brother man i'll end up linking with you this saturday and like i said if you guys couldn't watch the live video this is going to be available everywhere knockouts and three counts youtube podcast google play youtube spotify iHeartRadio, all that good shit wherever you get your podcast wait are we signing out well i mean i ain't got no more shit unless you've got any more questions no, I'm good. I, I, fl- I flat my gum. I flat my gums pretty damn good for the night, dude. I think we've uh, we've put a bow on it. Put a nice, pretty red bow on Colby and uh, Kurt to get this W over here. Hell yeah. right, well, let me throw my social media out there real quick. You can find me on Twitter at Devin Six Three. That's D E V I N T A T Six Three. You can find me on Instagram at All State No Sizzle. One word. Make sure you check out the Reality Era News page where we talk all kinds of wrestling in there. Hey, man, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout at Detroit N-O-K-O-U-T. That's also my gamer tag, so if any of you fucks play Call of Duty, feel free to hit me up. You can also find the show at KO3CPod on Twitter and Instagram, KO3CPod.com, where you can see the full backlog. Look at our interviews with Booker T, Eric Bischoff, Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, all of them. Go check that shit out. And uh, like I said, we're going to be in the house this Saturday. If you need a house, check out Stransky and Company. And that, with, with that being said, fuck your couch. Peace.